This is a HeadGum Podcast. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Your specific facts will almost always change the outcome, and you should always seek an attorney before doing anything. Literally anything. Ryan Morrison is an attorney licensed in New York, and Austin and O'Connor are just normal humans not licensed to do anything anywhere. Proceed with caution. Hello and welcome to Robot Congress. I'm Ryan Morrison. I'm Ryan O'Connor. I'm weirded out. I'm Austin Hoffman. Why are you weirded out? Because, because I supplanted him. We did in the wrong order because I didn't know what, what how you were going to introduce oh, us Oh, yeah, you got got. Yeah. Sounds like it's the right order to me. Oh, no, Austin. you've supplanted me and my glorious throne. We're, we're used to recording over the computer, so I, I like looked at you because we're all in New York right now. And I was like, I'm Ryan Morrison, and looked at you so you would do it, and you froze. I'm, I didn't freeze. I was waiting to see if you were going to continue well, introducing Well, it's a good us. lesson for life. O'Connor sees the moment, and now he's number two on the podcast. That's right. And uh, he carpeted the dog. supplanting people, Austin. Yes. Let's talk video games here and how I'm better than you at that. And not just recent video games, but old video games. Oh, we going old school, baby. Old school. We're going back to DK. And what's great about this episode, we're going to talk about Billy Mitchell and him having all his records taken away and everything else with uh, Donkey Kong. and The and King of Kong. The, the documentary King of Kong. What's great about this is I know nothing about it. I am usually the one of authority on these episodes who knows the law while you guys kind of uh, do separate research and we all come together on this. This time, I basically get to be Austin. I've done no research or homework. There's been a coup. I have no idea what's going on. And... Uh, you guys are going to lead the way through this episode while I ask probably off the cuff and unintelligible questions that you'll have to stammer through. Ah, good. Yeah. So no preparation for that. Let's do for it. Your idiocy. You're our designated Luddite. Let's go. So bring us on this journey. Where are we at? So Billy- we're talking Donkey Kong, not Donkey Kong Country, not the new one that's coming DK. out for the Switch or Donkey Kong Jr. Donkey Kong. We're talking 1982. We're the first introduction of Mario from Super Mario has to save not even the princess, but her name is Pauline from the Clutches. <laughs> and Mario is Jumpman at that point. He is Jumpman. Yeah. That's because he He's jumped. also also known as Mr. Nintendo. Oh, I did not know that. Mm. All right. So, wow. So the, the, everyone knows. the. Actually, that's not true. That's our, not. Everybody does and not our, know our this. Our listener group is for sure younger than us. So they have. If, if we weren't even born in 82, but I imagine most people listening to this, uh, if you were awesome and and you're our favorite but if and you not, know what you not, live through some great video games but but the the younger people who listen to this which there are many uh probably have never seen a donkey kong arcade machine they've never seen the game they might uh, not even see an arcade machine oh no <laughs> but but just just go pop online take a quick look at the game so you have some context this is not a normal video game it's an arcade game and an arcade game is very it's a cabinet yeah it's but it's a, well, <laughs> but it's also a shorter kind of like level based game there's no saves there's no long term story you got it's quarters just, you can play the game yep, go play till you li- you die and that that's the uh, that's that is a, a way games no longer really exist maybe some mobile games okay so where are we at now who who is Billy Mitchell what did he do why, why is this on everybody's minds? Well, I don't know if you know about this, but there's a scene in gaming that's called competitive gaming. And before- is this an esports joke? This was it was an esports joke. Uh, you were doing right, that's yes. what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> so, but like you said, arcades are a different style of gaming. So, competitive gaming for arcade games is much different. There's no teams. There's no not much anything. There's no winner. There's just who can achieve. I'd say there's a winner. 
there in the fact that you can achieve a higher score than your predecessor or, yes. your, or your rival. It's a, it's asymmetric play. Correct. There's no, but there's no winning. You don't go head to head. You just who gets the best score is considered the best. Yeah, a high score. Well, it's it's different. That's what I'm saying. These kids, you need to take their take your brains out for this episode and and, and think in the way that it was in well, the no, 1980s. Well, there's mobile games with high scores and things like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not that crazy. But but it was the only way back then. I mean, it, it, there are still there's Barcade in New York City where they have all these old machines and and uh, they have everybody's high scores written on the big chalkboard. The person with the high score drinks for free, I believe. So it's it used to be like whoever had the high score on an arcade machine at the local town arcade was, was dope. Was the coolest nerd for sure. <laughs> uh, not just the coolest nerd. The coolest guy in town. Yeah, he probably ran the... And when you broke a million points in Donkey Kong, you weren't just the coolest guy in town. You were a rock star. And that's exactly how Billy Mitchell played it. That's right. You would you would uh, put that leather jacket up and pop in and be like, what's up, guys? Mr. Yo, Kong here. It's me, Billy Mitchell. I'm the dopest guy around. I'll take a Diet Coke with two straws because I know I'll be sharing it soon. <laughs> Okay, so Billy Mitchell's that might have the guy. Been your in- best like joke ever. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. So O'Connor is mad at us. Go through your outline. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, no, no. O'Connor works very hard on these outlines, and we never let him get through them. So go. Yeah. So unlike the games of, that we deal with nowadays, these scores are all localized. But there is an organization known as Twin Galaxies. Think which, Guinness World Records. Exactly, but for video game high scores. It's very specific and Before very nerdy. Before this story, did you guys know what Twin Galaxies was? No, no idea. All right, same. So it's not, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are going to be mad at us we didn't know, but it, this is not something that... I'm sure Twin Galaxies will be. Yeah, but I wasn't reading the Twin Galaxy report <laughs> Why, every, every month. free fame right now? No, I think they have plenty. I've they seen, got more fame than we do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. So what the uh, Twin Galaxy does is that because there was no internet, people would submit videos of... Of their gameplay to the company. This is where Billy Mitchell, Steve Weeb, and Roy Schilt come in. These are the guys. His that name's push- Weeb. Weeb. I, it, W-I-E-B-E. I believe it's I, Weeb. It's Weeb. Huh. It's not Weeaboo, so it's better. Well, I, th- I, th- I mean, Weeb is the shortened version of that. I thought it is. Yeah, I don't know. I just I th- we did the Mountain Dew episode a couple of weeks ago, so I, thought <laughs> I didn't wasn't sure if we're going back into that. I love them. No, <laughs> this is strictly about the kings of Kong. This story is outlined in the movie King of Kong, which came out in 2007. But it's about uh, several people that tried to achieve the highest score in Donkey Kong. At the time, one million points was not even considered the highest amount. It was something lower than that. They didn't even know you could get a million points before the kill screen, which is like the game has too much data in it that it would actually destroy the game within itself. Because <laughs> it couldn't handle it all the data. It actually physically could not handle the amount of data. So... Uh, Billy Mitchell was the most prominent of all of them. He had broken several records with uh, Missile Command and uh, like a lot of the old school games, Centipede, all that jazz. So what he did was he submitted a VHS tape to Twin Galaxies that showed that he had the highest score at the time, which is around uh, above 800,000 points. So what the movie outlines, and it does have a narrative like any other movie would. So the documentary was a race to a million. Then they're both around the all these guys that you mentioned are around eight hundred thousand, and the documentary is about. Well, no, at the time they didn't even like I said they didn't even know a million points was possible because the game has a finite ending when it hits that kill screen. So it was really just a race to almost like a like like a time trial would be in Mario Kart where you're just trying to beat your former score. What happened was this guy Steve Weeb, who was an electrical engineer thought that there could be a way to like pretty much optimize your gameplay to the point that you would start <laughs> reaching higher and higher scores. But the the movie projects Billy Mitchell as more like a like a showman, like, oh, I have all these records. I'm super famous. I'm great. This guy was just trying to show you how you could improve upon your pre-existing gameplay to get the highest score possible. He wanted he, to be efficient. 
Exactly. He was racing for efficiency. So... Well, you would have to do that to be that good. I mean, it's the same in esports. You see people, you know, cut out a millisecond and something to be that much better at it. Right. And like how the Millennium Falcon was able to, you know, cut off those parsecs by traveling a little bit closer to that wormhole. Exactly. But... I thought it went through the wormhole. No, 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 no. It was, no, it was a matter of how close you could get to like not getting sucked in, but still being able to actually make it. Because parsecs is a measure of distance, right? You know? Right, right, right. right. So, but, but there's, but there's a, there's a certain amount of distance that you had to travel, and because like there was this big obstacle in the way, so, the, so it was impressive that the Millennium Falcon uh, could, could cut so close, could cut off that much distance. I like that explanation better than the one that I thought it was, where he went through a black hole to cut out two miles of the journey. No, 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 no. That, I mean, that, that's. Eh. No, I'm but, sure they're going to butcher this in the Han Solo movie that's coming out. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. Everything Star Wars is incredible. Anyway, yeah. continue. Sorry we interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, but there are different types of players in esports, as you know, even nowadays. There's people who like and, and, and enjoy the spotlight, and then there's guys that just want to be the best at what they're doing. But what I'm saying is all I think they're all the second, and then there's just extra special people that are first. Like in, in Overwatch, for example, we represent Baby Bay. Baby Bay is an absolute fanatic in terms of being the best he can possibly be at the game, but he also comes out with a swagger that most other players don't. You know, he comes out and he's he's a star. Uh, I think a lot of other players come out and they're very shy and timid, but they're that good at the game because they also have the same but kind of work again, ethic. Once again, they're just two different personalities. That's all, I'm not saying that each of them has less of a desire to play the game. They both want to be the best. That's what I'm asking, about. I guess. It's not like Billy wasn't trying. No, not at all. No, okay. no, no, no. no. It's like, just he that was he enjoyed the gamer. spotlight got much it. more. Got it, got it, got it. Meanwhile, the movie presents Steve Weeb is more of like he, he he's it's a very a smart guy with a, master, well, yeah, with, a, with a master's degree, but just is that kind of like lovable loser that doesn't quite make it. Like he he was an engineer. Just to play fortune teller, since we're obviously doing this episode because Billy had all of his, his records removed, you know, spoilers. Does the movie, did the, the documentary King of Kong portray Billy as the bad guy? Pretty much. Is that why there's been this witch hunt to figure out if he cheated? No, it's more because, well, in the movie, I mean, once again, it's a documentary, so it actually happened. Steve Weeb sends in a video to Twin Galaxies that shows that he gets the highest score at the time, which is around a high 900,000s. Sure. So, and but he also says, he's like, you know, don't take my word for it. I think it's more important to play in public so people could see you actually get the score. But he submits the tape. They reject it. So he Why? Because it's not live? Because it's not live, and you never know. Even in the 80s, there were ways to you could edit it. That maybe, or you're playing with a with a with an altered uh, motherboard that right. could make the game play differently. I mean, for the record, Guinness Book of World Records. If we're using that as the comparison, uh, my law firm used to work with Kobayashi, and we would for world record things. They send out an official judge to watch you do it. So it doesn't matter if you committed or if you beat a world record. You have to beat it in front of a judge in a closed setting. Yeah, and he makes mention of that. It's like if Tiger Woods shoots a, like a, a like a like a sixty in golf, that's great. But if he does it at the Masters, then everybody believes you, then right? You're a superstar, right? So what happens is is he, uh, Weeb goes on a quest to play in public and he goes to Weir's Beach in New Hampshire which I've actually been to it's a place called Fun Spot it's a giant like old school arcade <laughs> game because that Weir's Beach is kind of like a tourist attraction but it has one of the best arcades in the country okay has old games and new games yeah it's well, like, like, like everybody used to have Nathan's and Fun Zone it's like that yeah. place on crack it's <laughs> it's huge. So, but there's there's legitimate old school games. Also, what happens is is there's a third party by the name of Roy Schilt, who is unbeknownst to Steve Weeb, the quote unquote rival of Billy Mitchell, the unknown rival. The guess dark who's horse. guess yeah guess who Steve Weeb happened to buy his personal Donkey Kong arcade from? Actually, before you say who it was, it I just checked. It's Steve Weeby. 
So we're just moving forward. Let's say Weeby. I don't watch internet videos. I uh, only I, read text. That's totally fine. You don't need to know everything, but so his name is Weeby. Weeby, turns out he bought his Donkey Kong cabinet because we didn't have consoles or anything back in the day where you could just download games off Steam. You had to buy the entire cabinet. So he bought his cabinet from this guy, Roy Schilt, who turned out to be Billy Mitchell's rival in real life, or his self-proclaimed rival. So Billy Mitchell flips out, calls Twins Galaxy, says... Steve, uh, says Roy Schilt altered the motherboard and Stevie's record couldn't stand. So they remove it. Just oh, based on that, they didn't even check? That, they because were... he did not play it in public and no one could judge uh, it. They uh, say, no, it's not allowed. Got it. Steve Weeby had no idea that this guy was the self-proclaimed rival of Billy Mitchell because it's the 80s and how do you know those kind of things without no ignorance right, of the law is not everywhere. Ignorance of the law is no excuse to break it. Oh yeah, so you a master <laughs> do you have a master in Donkey Kong law? It's irrelevant. He's Judge Dredd. Objection. Overruled. Damn it. Yeah. If I buy a poison cake and I give it to you, I'm probably not liable. Bad example. It's a terrible example. <laughs> <laughs> so Weeby went around and he he tried to challenge Mitchell. Yes. In the movie, they show him trying to challenge him at several points in time. One of which is when he goes to Fun Spot in Weir's Beach, North, uh, New Hampshire. Place so in so Weeby's following Billy around to try to fight him. Well, well no, he's pretty much just going to public places that are well-known, like arcade spots. He's and going being around like, and playing and saying, like, come play against me. Like, and, and Billy's saying no. He or just Billy doesn't, doesn't even respond. Yeah. Because you guys you guys are telling the stories of Billy's the bad guy, and I'm just going to be devil's advocate and be on Billy's side the rest of this podcast. That's, that's great. That's okay, fine. good. I mean, like, how, like <laughs> anyway, so he goes to the fun spot, ends up making a high score in the high 900,000s. Live front of in people, front of people. Live in front of people on an unaltered cabinet. Sure. All of a sudden, Billy Mitchell submits a videotape of him breaking the score and getting over 1 million points. Twin Galaxies accepts the score. It becomes... That's because Big Ol' Billy doesn't lie. Billy's the superstar. Big Ol' Billy already... Yeah, he's a superstar. He has the rep. So, Steve Weeby's videotape, not allowed. Billy Mitchell's allowed. Billy Mitchell gets declared the king of Kong. He is the he is the best. He is, but more importantly, he is the first person to reach 1 million points. That's a record you can never take away. Eventually, the movie concludes with kind of like an epilogue. that It says that Weeby eventually surpasses Billy Mitchell uh, with a score higher than Billy's posted 1 million points. Now we get to... Almost today, in February of, of this year, of 2018, of the, one of the historians for Twin Galaxies. So at this point of the story, though, Weeby's number one. Weeby has... Uh, well, ever since... this is So this was in 2007. Okay, so for the past out. decade, Weeby's been number no, one. No, it's it's changed hands multiple times now. But they're both consistently over a million. So it's not like getting to it, a million. Now, is, is, well, actually, more is... people get in on it. Like a, yeah. Now, at this point, at this point today, a person that is neither of these two men is the current champion. of With the highest score. But got the it. problem is is that is that Billy Mitchell took first. He he got to a million first. He was the first person to break that million. And that's right. the problem is, is that... Even if you can that, always compete to get yeah. the highest score, but reaching a million is a one-time mile. You're the first person to get yeah, there. You're Aaron, the first person on Hank the Hank Aaron's always going to be who you think of when you think of home runs, even when people are beating him. Yes, exactly. Right. Anyway, in February um, February 2nd of this year, of 2018, uh, an employee for Twin Galaxies, a company that logs all these records, by the name of Jeremy Young, submits a claim that Billy Mitchell's score is fraudulent. Go uh, Fast forward a couple months. Based he, on what? On April 12th, of this year, Jeremy Young submits a tape that shows that Billy Mitchell's original VHS, where he scores over a million points, was played on an emulator. That there was no physical way. Like you know how uh, 
I'm familiar with no, what well, an no, emulator is. No, because I need to break this down. So for younger people, you might not notice this, but when you use VHS tapes and you tried to record an actual TV screen, because it, it was fuzzy. Yeah, it got fuzzy. It was weird because it wasn't digital. It was analog. So you got these weird fuzzy things on the screen. It was imperfect. So that, exactly. But Billy Mitchell's videotape that was submitted did not have those funny it squiggle lines perfect. on it. Exactly. Too perfect. So Jeremy Young made the argument that Billy Mitchell submitted it using a emulator, which- So? So that wasn't played on an original arcade. So there's no proof he cheated. Well, that's what Billy Mitchell argues. Like how uh, Billy Mitchell's argument was Jeremy Young in the time between 2018 and 2017 fabricated his own video and shot by shot added in an emulator for that to make it look like he didn't achieve the score legitimate. So he's saying that there is some sort of conspiracy. Yeah, of course. The uh, Jeremy Young turns around the guy for Twin Galaxies and says, "We just keep I, the records, yeah, man. How would I do that? I'm so, on Team Billy." Of course anyway, you are. so what has happened since is Billy Mitchell has been removed all, as the fir- person to first achieve a million points. All of his records have been removed everywhere on Twin Galaxies, and uh, Steve Wiebe has been replaced. He can no longer compete as well. No- yes, he can also no longer, just for Donkey Kong. You got the banhammer. He, he Just for Donkey Kong, he can no longer compete. He can compete in other games. But And then Steve Wiebe has been replaced as the official first million point scorer. I'm going to read a bit of the full official statement from Twin Galaxies because it's kind of long, so I'll skip around a little bit. Is it like an official judicial decision? I haven't read through it, like I said. Is it is this, uh... this... This this is a this is an organization that tracks the records for this, and they communicate with Guinness World Records. So the, he, Billy Mitchell is not also in Guinness Book of World Records. This is either or, or are they also in Guinness Book of World Records? Twin Galaxies is the organization that Guinness considers to be the official supplier of information for these records. Oh, so this is super legit, because Guinness, I mean, I know Guinness Book of World Records seems like a fun thing, but they do not mess around, so they're considering Twin Peaks, they're, they're <laughs> no, like... No, 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 it's, it's Twin Galaxies. It's Twin, it's Twin Galaxies, not the 1990s classic David Lynch television <laughs> I show. I deserve Twin that. Peaks. Okay, miss, miss me. Twin Galaxies to be their official kind of uh, judging group, then, then this is legit. And, it's, it's legit. And I would imagine this decision then is is over the top legit, because they don't, they don't take away a... a well, Yes, to give you more background on Billy Mitchell, he is a successful restaurant owner that has built off of the fame that he has achieved with these multiple competitive records. Like we said, he played the long game with his rock star personality. Yeah, I think he's awesome and not a cheater. And you know what? Uh, Weeby had some nice things to say about him as well. He said that it would not have been at, that King of Kong, that, that the, the Donkey Kong record would not have been what it was if it hadn't oh, been no for Oh, no one would have given a crap without Billy Mitchell. Like, <laughs> name name one other game that anyone knows who the top scorer is or the first to a million. It's it, there's speed running stars, but this kind of stuff. This this there was a King of Kong, and I don't care who has the record in there. It's Billy Mitchell. Oh no! So it's been ruined. Like, well, remember, you did say at the beginning of the episode where you know nothing about it, yet you're forming an opinion just because this is what I do. He, he's yeah. So do you like the Empire in Star Wars? Absolutely not. Pretty sure you do. Absolutely not. They're Why evil not? and terrible. What is, how, the, what is even the parallel there? They the supply estab- order. The established order that was Billy Mitchell is also the Billy Mitchell that was existed. the rebel. Billy Mitchell, Mitchell Steve is... Steve Weeb is, is the rebel. Oh, please. So Steve Weeb came in with order you and you don't rules. Like, you don't like underdog stories at all then, right? <laughs> Yeah, like, Billy like Mitchell. Dodgeball, you rooted for. Billy you rooted Mitchell's for Ben Stiller. The underdog. Billy Mitchell. Wait, you rooted for, you, you rooted you for not, Globo Jim. You wouldn't root for Ben Stiller. I would. 
<laughs> I you root for bad guys, just like you're rooting for Steve Weeby. But you already admitted at the beginning of the episode you've known oh, nothing about this. Oh, that's where they could this. have they could have this on ESPN eight, the Ocho. The Ocho. Ocho. I, listen, I don't think Steve Weeby's a bad guy for the record. <laughs> oh my I god! Just, I think that Billy Mitchell, the, because he's a showman, this is anything. I think it's less impressive that he made a million points and more impressive that he that made, he made anyone, an, that he that he made a, a restaurant empire out of. I think it's more impressive high... that he made anyone care about Donkey Kong in in 2018. I just want the everybody legit... cared about Donkey Kong in 2018. But okay, so let's get into this opinion. Austin, take us through it. Based on the complete body of evidence presented in this official dispute thread. Hold on, it's been a while since like you got to do a voice. So let's pretend the guys at Twin Galaxies are talking like this. No, Russian. Based on the complete body of evidence presented in this official dispute thread, Twin Galaxies' administrative staff has unanimously decided to remove all of Billy Mitchell's scores, as well as ban him, from participating in our competitive leaderboards. <laughs> we have notified Guinness World Records of our decision. That's actually where the Russian guy stopped, and then uh, somebody from the Deep South took over? On 2-2-2018, Twin Galaxies member Jeremy Young filed a dispute claim assertion against the validity of Billy Mitchell's historical and current original arcade Donkey Kong score performances of 1,047,200 The King of Kong tape. And that's actually where he stopped writing, and, oh then, a, and then a British butler from the 1920s took over. 1,050,200, the mortgage broker's score, and 1,062,800, the boomer's score, on the technical basis of a demonstrated impossibility of original unmodified Donkey Kong arcade hardware to produce specific board transition images shown in the videotaped recordings of those adjudicated performances. Jeremy's assertion concluded that not... Not only the original Donkey Kong arcade hardware not produced the, <laughs> the board transition images shown in the recordings, but these transitions were actually generated through the use of MAME emulation software. And, is, and then uh, Minx from Baldur's Gate finished it off, I think. The rules for submitting scores for the original arcade Donkey Kong competitive leaderboards require requires the use of original arcade hardware only, the use of MAME or any other emulation software for submission in these leaderboards is strictly forbidden. Not the eyes, boo. <laughs> Go no for the eyes, eyes boo. Rask! <laughs> I'm so I, where sorry do I, to everyone. Where do, we, where do we go from here? So uh, is that the is that all of it? I didn't There's hear I didn't uh, hear a I'm word gonna... of it. No, I, in all seriousness, so come back to Austin and then give us a summary of this. So what they they basically ran through what O'Connor said that that it they are not saying he cheated. They're saying it was not an official or cabinet machine, right? Well, they're saying Correct. that they're they're saying that they couldn't prove that it was that it was official. So they're cowards then. They, they, Billy Mitchell oh is the first to beat a million. No. I stand with him. He, it, 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 no. He's They're doing just he fine. I stand with him, and I want no I, I want the world to know that Robot Congress's official opinion is <laughs> Billy Mitchell is a hero. Oh, my God. Because I don't think he cheated. That's your official. How do you know? I mean, I would say in reality, he probably saw this other guy break a million. He got an emulator, and he cheated. But well, no, he said he got it first. He said he got it first. It's like, oh crap, I got, yeah. I got, I got. His gotta, submission was first. This dude's getting too close. Was it actually submitted before Weeby got a million? Or yeah. sorry, Weeby got a. You're, you're right. I misspoke. Weeby got high nine hundred thousands, and yeah. then Billy Mitchell freaked out he and cheated. He felt the heat on his back. But that's the storyline everyone's going for. Is, is, is exactly. He felt the heat, and then he cheated to get to a million first, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, and who would cheat in professional sports? Well, what I will say is, is has he done it publicly since? All these other people have. Like, it's not like a million was unattainable like everyone thought. Uh, yes, he has done it since. He actually retook the record eventually after Weeby did, and it's traded back and forth, and eventually some more people got involved, and now it's it's... Uh, I think it's like one million two hundred thousand. I don't know. He was the best for a long time. I have a hard time believing that he would throw it all away as a cheater. He's. I mean, Billy Mitchell's a man of pride and dignity. Oh God. Everything I know about Billy Mitchell tells me that <laughs> he's he cares, and and he, this is serious. Billy, so what we're gonna cares? do. We're gonna do. Just wait until we have to record your next episode where you have to talk. Where I'm gonna make a completely unbiased opinion about something that you're talking. I about. I just think that. We're all being very hard on Billy Mitchell. I'm not being hard on him. I'm just stating fact. For those of us who care about the specifics and why they made this ruling, from a Twin Galaxies viewpoint, the only important thing to know is whether or not the score performances are from an unmodified original DK arcade PCB, as per the competitive rules. We now believe that they are not from an original unmodified DK arcade PCB, and so our investigation of the tape uh, content ends with that conclusion and assertion that that is the that is the beginning and the end i i get that and i understand that they are very strict in rules or rules i'm just saying as you know they're not accounting for personality i'm saying forget them i don't care what their record is i'm saying in humanity in society Here among true men and heroes billy mitchell was the first to a million this is the so like neil out. armstrong billy mitchell one not in two. that order <laughs> opposite <laughs> Wow. Oh, also, I'm more a Buzz Aldrin guy. You're Buzz Aldrin. I really am. I'm not gonna lie. Buzz Aldrin is is because Buzz, Buzz Aldrin was gonna step out first. It's because he punched like, that, Get out he of my punched way. that guy. He punched that, that guy. Yeah. The moon. <laughs> <laughs> the moon wasn't real, and Buzz Aldrin's like, oh yeah. I'm, I'm 80 years old. Wow. <laughs> 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 like Billy Mitchell would hit a guy. I believe that. I Have you know. seen him? He's, He's got a sweet is, mullet. He he is the most charismatic looking. You say that word weird. Charismatic. 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 Nah, I like different emphasis on my syllables. That's fine. <laughs> that man is amazingly charismatic. He looks like he belongs on a red carpet. I agree. That mullet, you look him up, his mullet is glorious. It's not like an 80s mullet with the shaved sides. It's more just completely slick. And he back was hair. even featured as a villain on regular show. So we got. He didn't I, like that, though. No, he didn't because he was featured as a villain. Well, so <laughs> d- did he actually get upset about that? Yes, he actually did try to bring legal action against Cartoon Network for it. Ooh, interesting. We just also recorded, I I don't know what order we're releasing these episodes, but we just recorded an episode on fair use and everything else. We wanted to go over likeness rights, and we didn't, so we can very quickly go over likeness rights. The short answer is, it's different in every state. It's super complicated, and get a lawyer. Wait, but hold on. So if you're such a big fan, Billy Mitchell, if you're out there, I know a completely adequate lawyer that might or might not be able to help you. Who? Bono. Who? (laughs) Who's your biggest fan? I would absolutely represent Billy Mitchell against uh, Twin Peaks and Twin Galaxies. What about Cartoon Network? <laughs> what about yeah, what about you gonna go up against Cartoon Network? Yeah. Out of all the joy that Cartoon Network has brought you, you're gonna try to go up against them? Billy Mitchell and me versus the world, man. Oh, so you like <laughs> underdog stories. Let me tell you the story of Steve Weeby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, so th- this is this is a really interesting story. And the reason we're doing it is a lot of people are tweeting me about this, drawing parallels between this and esports, but not in the way you might think. They're not saying, is this an esport or anything like that? And that's a conversation not worth having. What is because worth having? Well, right. I mean, like, but it's, it's more like, is esports, are esports sports? I don't care. Like, I'm sick of being asked but, uh, about, by journalists about that. It's not. Right. They are. It just doesn't matter. I mean, is badminton a sport? No, but it's uh, <laughs> bowling. Yeah, but it, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so what what is interesting here though is people kept asking me a lot of things. One, are they allowed to do this? 
Well, the answer to that is, of course, this is a private organization. This is not some, you know, even even if they signed up and paid to submit things, which in Guinness Book of World Records, you have to pay a lot of money to get an official judge out and actually make sure that you're legit. So there's very few poor people in the Guinness Book of World Records. And I, I am sure that's similar here. I'm sure there was some kind of submission fee or something like that. But maybe not. I mean, it's it, I'll save myself a defamation lawsuit and say maybe not. <laughs> and I'd save you guys a, a Google. It doesn't matter. Because what does matter is the other questions about would this remove his sponsorships? Would this have him kicked from a team? What other kind of... What is cheating? When, oh. when I guess the, the questions basically became, since this is not definitely cheating, but it's outside the ways that they decided to to do it does this break all the morality clauses that we've seen players kicked out of the overwatch league for that we've seen players kicked out of the uh, league of legends league for and it's it's a good question you know you've done something outside the rules but you've not necessarily done something immoral but people are insinuating you have so that becomes an interesting question now i will tell you this by most contracts in esports it doesn't matter if it's immoral that is another thing that would matter but the fact that you technically cheated anyway is enough to kick you out. For example, we've seen that in esports. Uh, a tournament will say, you have to use this mouse and keyboard. And then some player uh, will switch it out and use his own personal mouse, okay. thinks no one notices, and that's enough to get him kicked out because that changes the game. It happens in real life. Well, I mean, I in, in conventional in sports. Could... Look at Tom Brady. There's n- There was never any proof. Tom Brady took, if anyone hear about Deflategate, he underinflated his Are football. you seriously going to sit here and defend Tom Brady? I don't think he should have gotten four games. I think he should have been banned from the NFL. I know that Tom Brady takes knees. I want you to elaborate, Yeah, Austin, this is your sports take. uh, Professional sports analysis with Austin Hoffman, what does that mean? uh, Tom Brady in victory will take a knee. Tom Brady in victory will take a knee. No, do not not help him. (laughs) I want to know what that means to you. Does Uh, that mean it's a celebration? Is it a move in the game? What is taking a knee in victory? Is he like a knee hunter? Does he take people's knees? (laughs) It's a good one. He, he just attacks knees. I can't leave without your knee. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So what does it mean? Tom Brady takes a knee. What does that mean to you? Uh, I thought you it... felt the need to yell this out while we're talking. <laughs> so so my... sell it, baby. This was my addition that in an exultant victory, instead of cheering or dancing, that he takes a knee. Okay, I wonder. I wonder what football looks like in your head. <laughs> pretty sure. Uh, pretty sure it's 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 like five guys. So are you saying when he scores around. a touchdown? Five, so there's f- is there five, five guys, guys t- in total total in on the field? Yeah. So there's three on one team and two on the other. Yes, but they have to flip off to see you know like flip a coin to see who gets the third guy. Uh huh. You know now you're joking, but you're not joking that much. So where where okay at what point I could not tell at you what point during your where, exultant no, where did victory? You, I want to know where you heard this to make it a reference. I thought I saw a video of him taking a knee. Okay, I can see what happened here. He saw like one clip of the end of a football game, saw Tom Brady take a knee, and then everybody celebrated around him. And then yep. that's and then that translated in his head to Tom Brady <laughs> takes, takes a knee. That son of a bitch. No, it wasn't Tom knees. Brady takes a knee. It was Tom Brady takes knees. And that's a great statement. I'm gonna make that the first official Robot Congress T-shirt. I think <laughs> it's Tom Brady takes because O'Connor and I are Jets fans. The reason we were just gonna get into this is we are Jets fans and we hate Tom Brady, but in a fun way. Like you, your statement is legitimately strange. <laughs> and just Tom for, Brady, the knee hunter. And I'm not making fun of you because I think a lot of people listening to this have no idea what the rules of football. And that's fine. It's just well, it's taking just, a knee is the fourth rule of football. No, no, no. But taking a knee is a thing. Just so you're aware. Just so everybody's aware. When you're winning, football is is a game where sometimes the winning team wants to run out the clock, and you have to hike the ball, start a play, and then you just take a knee, and the play's over. 
No one has to run an actual play, but it'll run off 40 more seconds on the clock. And sometimes that's how the winning team will end a game. They'll take a knee, and then the clock runs out, and they win. Yeah, he takes knees. Yeah, so Tom Brady <laughs> takes knees. That turned into Tom Brady is a knee hunter. I'm not kidding. I, I, we get a, a lot of random art and stuff drawn, and, and whoever wants to design our Tom Brady takes knees t-shirt, <laughs> please. And I, we just were talking about likeness rights, but I don't care. I'm willing to roll the dice on this. Let's, let's, let's go for this. <laughs> Tom Brady takes knees, Robot Congress. Five stars. And then on the, on the back, hashtag five stars only. <laughs> so the, what you need to learn about this story is that Ryan Morrison is unwavering his support of Billy Mitchell and Tom Brady is a knee hunter. 100%. And I, yeah, I was going to get into the uh, the possible appeal process and, and everything else. There's here, literally nowhere you can there's go just nowhere. Yeah, there's nowhere there's to go. There's no way. I will, I will say this, though. Normally, Austin does this all the time. Austin's constantly just yelling out a very <laughs> out-of-context thing because he has low impulse control and a lot of ideas. And we normally make him, make him cut it. But I think from now on, we're just going to go with it until it's a t-shirt. Oh, good luck. <laughs> I mean, you know he gets to edit it. So this this could turn into a 15-minute episode really quick. <laughs> Only time will tell. That's Only great. Tom will tell. Only Tom will tell. And if you don't do it, Austin, he's going to take your knees. <laughs> we're starting a, a, a – we'll just kind of go over it now. It's not coming out for the next couple of weeks, but it's going to come soon. We are truly, truly, truly back to episodes every Tuesday. The reason we're recording in, in bulk now about less time-sensitive subject is so we have a backlog and we can release an episode every single Tuesday forevermore. We're also going to start eventually releasing uh, an episode for on Fridays as a bonus, and it's going to be uh, a deep dive into different video games that we like, talk about the philosophical background of a game like Nier Automata, or we'll talk about the Dark story Souls. Of Dark Souls. But seriously, we're going to get into all that stuff, and we're not. it's not going to be a review of the games, because that's boring. It's been done before. And no one cares. What Nobody we are, wants to hear your opinions. Yeah. What we are going to do is talk about the uh, the actual underlying story of these games, or why some games speak to us more than others. You know, does difficulty in a game matter versus story versus everything else? Oh, I can do an Irish, I can do an Irish accent. Okay, perfect. We'll save it, and then we'll do. Uh, <laughs> and, and this is what I mean. Normally, I would make him cut that, but it's nope. Just, keep it it's in. It's going to live in shame this episode, and, and we're going to start doing that. And we're also going to be uh, Patreon working with Patreon and, and starting a page there to do some cool bonus stuff. Austin gets a ton of requests to just read nonsense for people in Irish accents. No, well, you can choose your accent. And uh, O'Connor, that's, that's not fair. They, they can choose the accent, maybe. That's what I said. Oh, literally, what you he just as said. in the audience, keeping that in. Yeah, <laughs> we're just keeping that <laughs> yes. in. So, so we'll do some things where, where Austin will read things for you, do your voicemail, whatever you want him to do. Uh, O'Connor is one of the most talented MS Paint artists in the history of the world. So not he, that good. He glorious. will draw you avatars or whatever you want. Just not avatars from Avatar. <laughs> Or maybe only avatars from Avatar. Fine, but it's gonna be a lot Last of head ta- a lot of head tails. <laughs> That's right. And I'll do nothing for you. But we'll, we'll start those. We'll start that Patreon soon. And and with the Patreon, uh, we're gonna be doing these bonus episodes that'll come out probably on Fridays. Give you guys some extra content and those extra rewards, like we said. But regardless, we appreciate all of the new listeners we have. We appreciate everyone sticking through us through the uh, the month of kind of abandonment that we did. Uh, but you know, you're we'll all we're all a family. And and you know, as the the fathers, sometimes we just need to leave and. Get some smokes and never <laughs> oh come back. You're but, not the father. You're the creepy <laughs> uncle. But, Sit down, kid. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> but but uh, no, it, I think it's going to be good and it's going to be fun going forward. If you guys have any episode ideas, if you have any comments, criticism, always just shoot us a tweet. Uh, the, the, you can find me at Mr. Ryan Morrison. You can find me at Robot Austin. O'Connor is not on the internet. And, and you, you can, can find the show at Robot Congress. We could have done Robot it together. Robot underscore Congress. Oh, see, that's why we couldn't have done it together. <laughs> yeah. Please still do, though. Just tweet at people that could be O'Connor. 
<laughs> whoever you think O'Connor looks like, tweet at them. Yeah, just tweet random people and say, hey, O'Connor, uh, and then and tag us, too, because that's always fun. But, okay, that's it, right? This is... I, I, no wow. liking subscribing on iTunes? No, don't like and subscribe on this iTunes is, this, this week. This is our least Save that for end next for week. an episode. Yeah. Wow. I can't wait. But seriously, like and subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> and, and hashtag five stars only. Yeah, and just well, go... Just, like, just if you're leaving you the want. house, if you're leaving the house, just play Robot Congress on Spotify for your dog, and it's good mental stimulation, and then... Uh, it is. I love dogs, and I would love more dogs to hear my voice. For every four million plays on Spotify, we get seven cents. Yes. So, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> is that really how it works? No, I don't even know if we're on Spotify. I think we are. <laughs> <laughs> good night. <laughs> Okay, so... Uh, Who do you think would win a Donkey Kong contest between the three of us right now? Like, if we got up right now and played the game? Morrison. Austin. I'm going to go Austin. Nah. I, I think you, you you vastly overestimate my ability to play video games. No, no, no. I, I, I don't. I think you uh, you have the quickest fingers in the West. So when we play all games, if it is a reaction or, like, you have to hit 17 keys in a row, you're always going to be better at that. If it's map awareness, that's my forte. <laughs> and if it's if it's keeping us alive while we're doing something stupid, it's O'Connor's forte. Did you know that Donkey Kong Jr. was the first arcade game I ever played? So I always thought Mario was a bad guy, which is why I never wanted a Super Nintendo as a kid. Oh, I had no idea. Wait, wait, wait. Why wait, is Donkey Kong Jr.? In, in Donkey Kong Jr. is a sequel to Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Jr. you play as Donkey Kong Jr. because Mario has captured Donkey Kong from the first game and you need to get him out. Oh my god. So, so I always thought Mario was a bad guy and I thought that like why would you want to play Mario Brothers or why would you want to play Super Mario? He kidnapped Donkey Kong. He is a bad guy. That's great. My my first game I remember playing was Dino Riki on NES. Dino Riki. It's I don't, it, I don't think anyone played that game, but it was you played a caveman and there was just like an endless amount of dinosaurs coming oh, at you and it was like a I kind of remember Wait, that. so it's a nine, it was really not good. a dinosaur version of the guy that hides in the woods? And does absolutely nothing on a Dota squad. No, it is not. It is not Riki from Dota. I remember playing. Um, oh, I remember playing the Mario Duck Hunt combo cartridge that my. Oh yeah, had. that one's a classic. Uh, I didn't have it, and then I remember playing math games that you had to launch from DOS on my computer. I definitely had a lot of those. Like, you like would get swim a disc. through undersea adventure and do math problems, or like there, there's like snow and Yeti uh, enemies, and you have to do math. There was or also like there the, was a haunted there, house. There was typing with StarCraft. Yeah, there was the original mobile games where you would basically go to the supermarket and get a disc that's like five hundred games for a dollar, and you'd go home and they were all just like one ga- one terrible second. games. <laughs> Listen, we 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 didn't live through the video game crash, but we we lived through the apocalypse that followed it. <laughs> wow, the post apocalypse that followed it. Well, I ended there. <laughs>